there's one that's like on YouTube all the time now. It's for Viagra, and it's like super hard sell. Um, and I feel like that's kind of counterintuitive because obviously <laughs> they're not hard. Welcome to the actor and agent, aka the dirt or the skinny, with me, Jen, and me, Snajina. Okay, so today we are going to talk about voiceover. Um, it's something that we've kind of tentatively talked about kind of in and around with different guests, sort of before, like with Sinead and Joshua and sort of myself kind of now and again, but we, we haven't really kind of talked explicitly about the voiceover world. Um, so yeah, I guess today we're getting into that. Exciting. Uh, but it has... Yes, but it has been a while. I'm aware it's been a while since you guys have heard from us. There's obviously been a lot going on and more will follow about that in a later episode. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yes, so uh, just to kind of catch us up as to where we are, what we're doing. Um, yeah, Sneji, how have the last few months been for you? <laughs> <laughs> They've been very eventful. Um, the film industry in Vancouver definitely woke up again and picked up, so it's been busy in a good way. Um, you know, interesting adjustment, though, um, with people getting, you know, lots of auditions every week and having to follow through. I think that was like a, a big shift. Yeah. But um, no, it's been really good. And I'm hoping that it keeps on going that way. What about you? For sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, crikey. I mean, in the last couple of months, I mean, not a lot has happened. I've booked a few voice jobs, um, gone up to London a couple of times. Uh, yeah, I mean, not not, re- not not like a substantial amount, really. Just, um, uh, yeah, just not, not thankfully, That's not being good. in the salon. Yeah. But yes, I mean, still booking. I mean, booking in general is always a good time. Actually, today, which is funnily enough, us actually recording this episode, but I actually um, applied to this. Uh, it's like a, a US uh, animation. They've got the first season already cool. on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and I there was like three characters that I thought, oh, yeah, I could definitely go for them and um and so I did that probably about I don't know maybe like a month month and a half ago and today I got an email to say hey um just to let you know you're in the final round of like you've kind of made it to that final pass we're just wondering what your union status is etc etc I know and I was like amazing I don't actually think they know I'm English because I did all of them in American accents but that doesn't matter <laughs> they were all different. no is it like um remote or would you have to go somewhere yes it's remote yeah so i can just do oh, it perfect because that was Doesn't the matter. whole point yeah they they were looking for people like worldwide so um uh Wonderful. but i could tell that they were after oh, america because watching their little things so yeah yeah so yeah. yeah they're like well she's american so we'll just ask her about her status yeah, exactly and i'm like um, um i'm not sag no <laughs> <laughs> i am equity I okay. but it won't affect sag so that's fine yeah. yeah, I think, to be yeah. honest, I think I it's think, more attractive. Yeah, defo. Good for you. Mm. That's amazing. Mm. 
Sweet. Perfect timing with this app. Yes. Agreed. Exactly. <laughs> um, oh, As I choke on water. Sorry. <laughs> no, you have a voiceover. <laughs> no, don't do it. Um, yeah. So, I mean, there's actually a lot to talk about with voiceover. Um I think like my initial experience with it when I was working at Kirk Talent when I was younger Ooh. was um, people laugh at me because I bring that up. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> that's why I said it like that. Um, was pretty strong because they had a really strong voice department that had been, you know, working for like 15 or 20 years. So it was a really good place to kind of uh, learn the ropes and get all those connections and get people out. People like you, who I mm-hmm. repped back then for voice, yes. and we had some exciting moments. We did. Um, but yeah, that's kind of when I sort of learned about the whole thing. And as we can both reminisce on this back then, it was even more difficult to get into... I think it's still difficult to get into, yes. but before it was like, you had to like bring cookies or a muffin basket and like as an actor and go to the different studios and introduce yourself and like have this yes. intimate moment, which is kind of cute, but also I guess it kind of intimidating as well. Um, they have to go to those kinds of lengths, but um, yeah, so that was kind of what it was like. It was very much making connections and it was very it's just a very niche industry to begin with mm-hmm. I guess but um, maybe you can explain a little bit just why it's so niche as we're talking here but let's let's how about we'll start off easy how did you get into it um I got into it uh I mean I to be honest I probably thought the cliche things initially like oh I can do lots of voices and accents so therefore I can be a voiceover Um, (laughs) because that is vastly well majorly incorrect Um, but uh, but yeah so when I was actually at uh, Neptune Theatre School in Halifax Nova Scotia I um, I was told quite a few times by my voice teacher like you have a really nice um, natural tone to you I feel like you'd be really good at maybe if you took some like maybe voiceover workshops, I think you'd be really good in the voiceover uh, realm. And that's actually how I met Joshua. And we we have covered that at, like a, in a previous episode where actually my first ever voiceover workshop was with Joshua Young. Um, right. And he kind of set off the whole like, so I learned, well, yeah, I basically learned almost everything I know today from Joshua, which is pretty handy. Um, uh, but yeah, so, cause he was, he was such a big voice guy at the time in Halifax. So he, he was like the voice of McDonald's and, uh, yeah. Bella Lyant and all that kind of stuff. So, so yeah, so then, um, I started to kind of get into, I uh, did a video game and then I also did, uh, I was, a, I was the lead character in a video game who actually looked like me weirdly um oh, and <laughs> yeah uh, although she was meant to be irish but i could not do an irish accent um so that's a tricky one <laughs> yeah um but yeah so and i but i don't think it really took off until i actually came to vancouver because i feel like my options were limited 
in in Nova mm-hmm. Scotia. Um, so mm-hmm. then, obviously, when I got to, you know, have an agent like yourself at mm-hmm. uh, an agency, I guess, like Kirk, then, you know, it was the whole world was opening up. Like, I mean, we, you know, I got to read for things like X-Men and, you know, Barbie and other really big stuff. And and then I started to meet people in the industry and kind of schmooze them and do kind of, um, yeah. you know, that's even how I met Trevor too. I took a workshop from Trevor Duvall and... Right. And that's how, and then, yeah, I mean, it's it's just, it's just amazing. It's, it's all about connections. It's quite infuriating that it is such a niche um, thing. Um, but also I feel like there's this common misconception where people think like, oh, I can speak, so therefore I can do voiceover. Or, oh, <laughs> I can, you know, yeah, exactly. do accents. I, so, I yeah. think that what you said before and what we chatted about earlier was um, important. It's that... It's about your natural voice and your tonality and how you sound. And like, if you go back and listen to that episode with Joshua and you, like, you can hear that you both sound really good. Like, have that radio voice that's just like, especially Joshua, you can hear he's like kind of got that calming mid tone yeah. thing going mm-hmm. on when it's really nice. And yours is very clear and concise, and like, you can not concise clear and you can enunciate properly and we can just understand you and it's pleasant to listen to Mm -hmm. so I feel like that's just a huge part of it and um and unless you have like a very quirky voice which I have represented people yes who are born with naturally super high voices like that you'd never hear in reality um or like really deep voices or something like that um that could be a reason to get into it and you would be that would be your niche Mm -hmm. but I agree with you like it's not all about I think people are like oh I can do a great yeah like Scottish accent and I can do um here's my example with me I could do Gollum and like whatever Mm -hmm. so I should be able to do voiceover and it's like there's so many more layers to it and like you have said before it's not about all about animation it there's so many nuanced things that you can book that have nothing to do with that so no I know and to be honest even so animation back in the day used to be a lot of like squeaky voices and like kind of being like kind of very over the top whereas now they're bringing everything down to be a lot more natural to be a lot more real Mm. even if they're um even if they're like birds or uh like animals or whatever they will they still want people to sound more natural now there'll be the odd kind of creature maybe if it's like a some kind of monster or um Mm -hmm. the villain or something like that then maybe they might want something a little bit more cartoony but most of the time it's now a lot, it's very, very much like, who is, what is your natural tone? What is your natural voice? Just make it slightly higher, just make it slightly lower, you know, put a bit right. more energy in it. And that's, and that make that's probably the simplest oh, version of saying about yeah. voiceover. But, um, but yeah, like you were saying, I mean, the, the scope of voiceover is so huge. Um, you know, it's not just animation. I think everyone gets excited about animation because um, it, it's very fun. Of course. But, you know, it's not always the best paid. Um, like, 
commercials are the best. Um, yeah. So you've got like, you've got commercial, you've got, but within commercial, you've got different reads of commercials. So you've got like the corporate sound, like a corporate commercial, something that's like very matter of fact, you know, whatever. And then you've got um, the conversational read. And then you've got the hard sell and the soft sell. So depending on what kind of where that fits in with commercial, and that's just the commercial bracket. And then you've got interactive voice recording, which is something like um, uh, like a voicemail or a call, like um, call waiting system. Like you've been mm. placed on hold. Please wait or please press five <laughs> to access such and such. That's the one I can do. I can <laughs> yeah. do that one. Yeah, that's to be honest, that's actually a really fun one. Like I've only ever done one and I I loved it. <laughs> I was like, this the is so sexy, great. soft voiced female on the voice yeah. <laughs> on the voicemail. Well, it was it was kind of a joke voicemail thing that I did. It was like something like um it was something like to to um, something like to to get to our main staff, please press one. To um, uh, to I don't know to go out on a hot date, press two or something like that. Or then it's like Cute. to hold the yeah. door, press three. It was like that was around like Game of Thrones era, um, and so gotcha, it was like gotcha, gotcha. That's so random. But you know, so it can That's be fun. really really fun, or it can be very very dry, like a like a, an explainer video where you've got like pages and pages of dialogue that you need to sound oh like God. you know exactly what intricate systems <laughs> you're talking about <laughs> that sounds like a mouthful that would be difficult mm. especially if it's some kind of like scientific or medical or philosophical terminology yes. that you're not necessarily comfortable with yeah. wow uh, we also get a lot of audiobooks yes now yes yes um, it makes sense because mm-hmm. every, like people are listening to audiobooks more and more cool so that's like literally like 38,000 words of you with your you know regular tone reading through something quite regularly but of course they still want a specific tone of voice yeah something that's nice and pleasant for people to listen to but yet of kind of matches the subject matter so Oh my god, yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a whole big world. Um I think this is. is a good point to say that for anyone listening who's thinking, "Hey, I want to get into voiceover cuz I can do accents." Um don't. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's not a good enough reason. Or at least no, at least take a course with somebody and get like a professional and get their opinion. Um, mm-hmm. And hopefully they'll be honest with you. I know yes. Jen will would probably be honest with you. She I would does be do very courses. honest. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's just more of those one of those things where I find like as an agent when people apply, they're like, yeah, I'm willing to do, you know, film and TV commercial and voiceover. And I'm always like, okay, do you have a demo? Do you have this in there? Like... Oh, well, not yet, but I'm thinking of getting one. And now, like, you know, it's easy for, like, little kids because we get a lot of submissions for them. They don't have a demo. That's fine. Like, they have those specific kid voices and some of them really work for, you know, certain things. Mm -hmm. But as an adult, it's so hard to, like, pitch somebody unless you have the right demo and it that that it's professional. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, you can always get them to record for something, but then... Yeah, I don't know. It's just like trying to submit somebody for a film and TV role who hasn't done it before without any sort of proof that they can actually act. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, of course. (laughs) It's like trying to submit someone without even a headshot. Like if if they can't even see what they look like or there's no kind of like um, demo 
or anything for them to test. I mean, kid, yeah, you're right. Kids are totally different because if they're looking for kid voices, then they're going to listen to a bunch of kid voices. But if it's, Mm -hmm. yeah, if you are an adult and you don't have, it seems counterintuitive because of course, before you actually have the work to create a demo, you need to create a demo to get the work. But without it, right, you just can't get the work. So it needs to sound like, oh, she's she's done some stuff. She hasn't. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But she's got a demo. Or here's her range. Mm. And, you know, these uh, voiceover casting and different companies, they're always looking for a wide range of different projects. So if they hear your demo and they like you, they might try to match you to something rather than just hearing this one short clip for whatever they've, you know, submitted exactly. in the moment. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jen, but because of the nature of the industry, if they find somebody like you or like Joshua or Trevor who can just do a variety of things, they tend to stick to those people because it's easier. They build a relationship with you. They know that it's easy to work with you. So um, it's just easier to, instead of constantly looking for somebody new, to stick mm-hmm. with somebody you know who can do different types of uh, work. And is, that, is that correct? And that is the whole reason why it's so niche. It's so hard to get in as a new voiceover because... It is taking a risk on someone who they've never seen before and doesn't mm. look like they've got a lot of work. They might have like they might be so naturally gifted. But if mm-hmm. if they know like, you know, I or Josh someone like Joshua as well, like, oh yeah, but he can do this and this and this and he can young himself down and maybe what we need to get through the material, maybe that's what we need rather than going for authentic, which obviously we'll talk about um yeah, I was going to say that's a well. good segue to that. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, then it's, it's you know, it you can understand why they kind of do stick to similar people because if people do have such a wide range then, and they're easy to work with, then they're just going to keep using those same people. But yes, segue. Yeah, it's going to make casting's life easier. And of course. And they'll know that they can make the clients happy. Yeah, mm-hmm. the segue. Um, so, Okay. Before, everything was kind of done via email um, through the different voiceover studios. They would send individual kind of casting alerts to the agents, and then you would submit who you thought was appropriate. Or if they knew somebody, they would just request a recording. Hmm. Now, um, on Casting Workbook, as of like, I think about two years ago, they created a voiceover section where um, agents can actually go in and see the requests um, for various projects. And sometimes it's even an open submission where you can put people in to record for it rather than having to submit them with their demo and then them get approved Mm -hmm. by the casting like you would with a normal type of audition. Um, which has been really exciting. But it's also given me the chance to be able to look through what kind of character breakdowns or things that they're looking for. So on one hand, we were saying with Jen that they can stick with the same person who can do many voices. However, now with like the changing face of film and TV and now voiceover, they're wanting to cast, um, you know, 
uh, to reality. So even with kids, they're like, we want to, we actually want a kid for this. Who's eight to 10. Like we don't just want Jennifer to be a kid, (laughs) (laughs) which I think before they would have just had an adult do it. Um, and that's like the lighter part of it. Now they are casting to your culture. If you have a specific disability, um, so they'll want people who are, you know, authentically this this character wears a hijab okay so we want somebody who authentically does wear one and is part of this culture or this is a black character okay well we we actually want a black person to play this Mm -hmm. that one makes more sense that does make more sense Um, yeah but then um and the hijab one i mean that's i feel like that's you know casting trying to be appropriate to cultural Mm -hmm. um to be what's the word sorry um to be realistic um yeah. what's the word i'm looking for <laughs> i think i think to be honest i think i think you're when you said um a- appropriate culturally i think yeah you like culturally appropriate yeah it's just basically the other yeah. way around that's exactly so you basically said you did yeah you did say it i think that's okay, right cool we can <laughs> that <bit> <laughs> um and uh yeah so but there's some interesting ones where okay, if you're a certain race or you have a certain culture, you might be able to maybe relate to the material a little bit more, maybe give it some uh, an authentic touch somehow, or maybe we can hear a nuance in your voice to tell fr- where you're from. So that's that all kind of makes sense. There are some things that I feel like they're requesting now that are totally outside of how your voice sounds that they want mm. to be authentic with as well. Like... We've had um, a few come out that it was like, we want somebody with an authentic, like with that is an amputee or that has like this physical disability that doesn't affect your your voice or your mind or anything to do it, Mm -hmm. which is an interesting new twist to things. So that kind of does open it up to new people. Mm -hmm. Um, So... Yeah, that's, I think, a little bit of a contentious issue in a way, but I see that they're trying to get that authenticity, it seems like, all around now. So, yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah. It's it's just interesting to see. It's it's just, uh, it's interesting to think about. It is, it is. And I think even with, um, even on that same, like, similar vein of, like, saying, you know, someone who's an amputee, but also saying, like, someone who's part of the LGBT, TQ, um, yes, like yes. community. Um, so it's kind of like, yes, you can understand maybe why they might relate to the material, but it's yeah, it's 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 kind of it's kind of a funny one. It's kind of a it's kind of a weird one because you kind of like, I'm like so behind it, but at the same time, I'm like, but what about acting? Yes, yes, that's what we were talking about and how it is a bit of a contentious issue. Yeah. Um with those specific types of things. Yeah, not um, necessarily like cultures and things like that. That should definitely be yeah. like but I Yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of an odd one because if we if if we only play It's who like we saying where It's like saying, the, "Oh, we have a fireman role. We'd like a yeah. real fireman." Or, yeah. you know, or, you know, well, you've played a animated boat before but you're not like a boat Boat. person no (laughs) (laughs) but it's true but it's just it's things that are like outside the scope of how your voice sounds and maybe even 
like how it would affect the role. But yeah, anyways, like this is just a conversation we're yeah, having because it it's an interesting topic that's coming up. And so we're not, yeah, we're not saying that it's bad, no, but we're no, just, it's just not. interesting to discuss because it's very new. And yeah. like we said before, you'd have, you know, a few people who would, you know, act out these different types of roles. And now yeah. it's more like we want this real person who also can do voiceover. <laughs> yes, which again must make it very like small. Ne- I mean, it's like, it, I mean, even things like, I saw something the other day where they, it was a voiceover role where they wanted someone who is an actual hairdresser, which I thought, okay, fair enough. I mean, I actually am, which is handy. But I, I but in this, but in the same way, I'm like, well, that's like saying we, we want um, voiceover, but uh, someone to vo- do voiceover, but, um, it's a it's a mum and we want to make sure they're definitely a mum and it's kind of like uh, it's I don't know there's it's kind of a bit yeah. old, it's a bit weird it's a bit very there's sometimes a line. too specific I think yeah yeah there's definitely a yeah, line yeah there's a line like good. where I feel like they're trying to cast like authentically and maybe that's coming from like the client because of yeah. you know the nature of um, our culture right now and everything mm-hmm. and yeah. just the world um but at the same time, yeah, there is a line where it's like, okay, but where, like you said, where does the acting come in then? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, so yeah, it's, it's, it's it's a bit tricky. It's a dodgy one. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a it's a very it's a very it's a very yeah it's a very dodgy line. I'm all for yeah contentious. <laughs> that's a great word. But yeah, yeah. no. So so yeah, it really does. So there's a, I mean, even when we've talked about on camera stuff where we say there's a lot of factors, there's also a lot of factors when it comes to voiceover too. Um, so yeah, yeah, um, yeah. definitely. I think um, what we can talk about next is auditioning. And yeah. um, once you've decided, you know, yes, I want to make this commitment. I'm going to get my um, reels done. Yeah. Um, I'm ready to do this. Like, I'm really passionate about it. Um, just the importance of a proper setup for auditions. And, and you know what? This also can leak into doing self-tapes and stuff. Like, I can just, you know, relate it that way to people. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're doing a self-tape at home and you do it, you know, behind you is a messy room and you're wearing sweatpants and you're playing, like, a business person. I know this sounds far-fetched, but it does happen. Um, and, you know, there's sound in the background. That's not really a professional self-tape. It doesn't really show that you're trying. Um and that kind of relates to voiceover, where if I'm recording something on my cell phone for a voiceover and I sound far away, it's a bit grainy, there's other sounds happening, that's not nice to listen to. And the point of a voiceover is for it to sound as clear and crisp as it can and focus on you. So, yeah, I'd say that's the number one thing. If you're getting into it, invest in a microphone. They're not that expensive. You can get them on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And go into a, a quiet room or like we used to do, hide in your Cupboard. closet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jen's I mean, still in there, but yeah. I'm, still, I'm still in the cupboard. But I mean, you, even yeah. before I had this, I had an acoustic blanket and I would it would be hot. I mean, far hotter than I'm in right now. But, you know, yeah. you just take, you do your take, you flip open the blanket again and you have a breather. I would recommend wearing the least amount of clothes possible whilst recording might be <laughs> TMI but 
I would if I were yeah. you. Um, sure. But yeah, you should invest in it. I mean, there are some times when there's a quick turnaround for a... Uh, like a, a self-tape request for voiceover where they'll say on the phone is fine just make sure you're in a quiet area um, and there is an yeah. app called voice record pro which is very very good for, for doing recordings on your phone if you have to because you can at least kind yeah. of edit it a little bit um, but most of the time and it wasn't always this way, but most of the time now you are kind of not just judged on your voice but also the way it sounds even though you're not going to record at home because they can actually hear you um, rather yeah. than hearing people like bang cupboards or go to the loo or hair dryers mm. or you know like some weird hum or um, yeah yeah or if it's really grainy so yeah like it's it's exactly the same it's exactly the same principle as doing a self-tape your self-tape yeah yeah it's just being pro as professional as you can um, to give yourself to show that you care and to give yourself the best chance. Um, mm. So, you know, that's another thing. If you're wanting to get into it, just like acting, like you have to invest in some proper equipment. It's just part of the whole thing. Like if you want to, if you're going to be doing self tapes, get a cheap ring light to stick your phone yes. in and yes. ma makes life so much easier. And everything looked more professional. And with voiceover, you know, like I said, grab a microphone off Amazon. It doesn't have to be, like, the best microphone ever. But, no. like, mine's not, like, overly amazing, but it still does the trick. Of course. Um, or get this Voice Record Pro if you have, you know, whatever. Just, like, take that extra step because it's already such a hard industry to get into. You really need to, like... Put as much effort in as you can. Yeah, you don't want to create so, any more yeah. barriers to an already difficult industry. Like exactly, just make exactly. it easy. And the thing is, is you don't need like a, you definitely don't need like a pop up booth at home when you first start. No. But like just the no. basics of get a good mic, get a pop filter, um, which is that kind of you know uh, meshy thing that goes in front because that'll stop all of the p and the and the harsh. Um, plosive sounds um and yeah. and just try and be in as in as quiet place as possible climb in a cupboard if you can go under a blanket if you can <laughs> if you can't just go in a quiet room um yeah exactly and that's fine that's enough that is more than enough i was actually i remembered now since we we're talking about this um it probably would be really handy to learn a bit about sound engineering in a way when oh you're dogs, doing it yes. to know Right? Because I know you yeah. took some courses um, through your agency that they provided about, you know, because they focused, they were focusing on voiceover mm -hmm. about like, you know, just how it works. Because then you'll understand more about what, if you book something, what they're expecting. You're going to show up in this giant sound booth with all these, you know, these guys going to be behind this thing with all these buttons and you're going to be expected to do things. And, um, it's just good to kind of have a little bit of a background on what it is, even for totally. like how you sound if you don't have a microphone. Like you can mm -hmm. you can understand um, why that does why it's not good. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely. And when you listen back to yourself, for the love of God, listen to it in headphones. Mm -hmm. Just do because then you'll hear everything very very clearly. Um, right. And to be honest, um, the, there's a there's a workshop slash course thing that. 
I'm wanting to um, to do for people that the last two weeks of it is literally learning Adobe Audition, which is what I use to edit. And, and it's not that expensive, but it just elevates your self-tapes massively. It's, it's definitely a, a steep learning curve, but actually once you understand it, your auditions will be made so much better. I mean, there's also Audacity, which is free, um, you know, and there's loads of YouTube videos on, obviously online because <laughs> it's on YouTube, but, um, you know, <laughs> so, that you, so that you can learn about Audacity. Even Adobe, I mean, Adobe, I would say you should probably learn from someone because it's a lot more complicated than just watching videos there's sometimes the I odd thing it's like I photoshop in a way where it's like yeah Let's just get yeah. somebody to tell me how to use this vast software yeah. <laughs> exactly exactly um yeah and yeah just yeah know what you sound like know what you sound like yeah always drink water when you're doing a session or even when you're doing a self-tape because you will be surprised when you listen to yourself in headphones how much your mouth sounds gross yeah the like, clicking it's the like clicky. when you hear people kissing on tv yeah. and oh, they put the mic close by and it's like and you're like Ooh. you're oh, like yeah well sometimes you're gonna sound like that on a yeah. high quality microphone too absolutely it's it's grim yeah. but once you hear it and then you get attuned to hearing it and you use a program like adobe audition you can actually see the clicks and all of those horrible sounds in your mouth. So it's a lot easier to find them, get rid of them. And even if you're like, huh, I can't see it. But then you listen, you're like, damn it, there's one in there. I know there is because I can hear it because you've got the headphones on. <laughs> and you zoom right in. You're yeah. like, look, there's a tiny little click. Damn you. And you can oh, get rid of it. Interesting. It's really handy. Yeah. In the sound yeah. bar. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. So handy. Um, yeah. So, okay. I'm an actor. Yeah. I feel like I would do really good with voiceover. I really mm -hmm. want to give it a shot. How do yeah. I get started? How do I get this damned reel going? So okay. I'm going to start with um, like my, I guess what's what's a bit easier, commercial reel probably, or yeah, commercial reel would probably be the easier okay. one to start. So with. I want to I'm going to start with my commercial reel. What do I do? Okay, start listening to commercials. Actually, listen to them on the radio listen to them on tv don't just skip them listen to them hear lots of different types of commercials then um you know if you're if you're not planning on going down the coaching route uh, route route before um uh doing a demo then there's loads of free online commercial scripts that you can find uh th yeah you can just find they're like old commercials or fake commercials or you can write your own um but there needs to be you need to be um you need to be aware of like making all of them sound not the same a bit different yeah because if they all sound the same you may as well just have one commercial on there and that be the mm. end of it um, which i think it could be a common pitfall with new new people mm. they're thinking well i've got like 10 commercials on this reel but then when you like you, the agent, or somebody listens to it, you're like, yeah, but there's just not enough nuance between all of them. So it kind of just sounds like the exact yeah. same thing. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you would hope that if you went to a studio, that if you'd not had any help beforehand, that they would say, okay, so how about with this one, this seems like it's a hard sell. So why don't we do it faster? And we put lots of energy and it's kind of like, what you need to do is kind of, you almost need to like, 
listen to different types of um, uh, commercials. So McDonald's is a great one for like conversational. It's always very like light conversational. Same with Spotify. But it, so Spotify is almost, it's like conversational and also slight soft sell um, because they're really giving you the information being like, hey, premium. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and then hard sell would be something like, um, uh, hard sell would be something like, crikey, I'm trying to think of something like, but my brain has died. Uh, A political ad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, actually, I mean, technically, that's a PSA, so that's a pers- um, a public service announcement. Announcement. Yeah, I know, but um, I feel like they hard sell when it's but they like do different hard sell. candidates yeah, against like, the other one. Do you one. want to vote for a racist or whatever? I don't know. They're usually These like very chump. emotionally charged. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, something hard sell would probably be. I, I don't know. There's one that's like on YouTube all the time now. It's for Viagra, and it's like super hard sell. Um, and I feel like that's kind of counterintuitive because obviously <laughs> they're not hard, so they need Viagra. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, and then you, then you've got like a, like a nice, um, uh, like, or like a nice narration or read, which is kind of yeah. like, you know, it's usually you see them on TV, like where you've, you've got like uh, people acting things out. And it's like, if you want to do something, la, 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 notice how these, you know, and it's kind of almost like a, like a, a person kind of watching it. It's like, kind yeah. of, it's very narratory anyway. But you, if you look those, into yeah. those kind of um, different mm-hmm. styles and you start to pick up on that, then yeah. You know, try and you. You only really need about six or seven different like styles of commercials on a right. on a first reel. Yeah. Um, and try and make you them different. What? You can speed them up. Yeah. What's up? Sorry, just to interrupt. Yeah. I I know yeah. you said like if somebody doesn't get any help, but I feel like it's one of those things where they should. When you're listening to yourself, yeah, it's really hard to tell sometimes, and mm. I feel like. Getting somebody else to review it and give you advice, not your agent. Um, yes, not your agent. <laughs> a professional person who's done voiceover or somebody who works at a recording studio or whomever yep. to listen yep. to it and give you those tips, like you were saying, like maybe speed yes. this one up, remember, da 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 da. Like, yeah. um, I think like you, it's kind of necessary to have it yeah. reviewed by somebody who really I understands agree. those things. Yeah. I wholeheartedly agree. I mean, like even if it's just a friend that you know who does voice or if you if you yeah. do reach out to your agent and you say oh do you have any other more experienced voice performers that yes. might be willing to listen to my demo mm-hmm. um like you know you can find free ways to get people to review it and help you as well so yeah mm. absolutely the thing is is like like Snajina said it, you're not going to be objective about yourself mm-hmm. and also your family members are also not going to be objective about what you do so yeah we've had a lot of people be like my friends say I'm amazing and I'm like well (laughs) I mean that's great but (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah it's just not yeah it's just it's just not um friends love you and want to support you and everything you do but they might not give you the right constructive criticisms (laughs) nope nope they won't 
So, yeah. So, I mean, once you've got some scripts in hand and you know roughly the different styles, think about what it is that, like, who the audience is. Is it advertising for, oh, hard sell as well, children's toys. They always usually are hard sell. Like always, oh, well, it feels like it to me Buy because it feels like you need child it. Now you're gonna be left out. Ah, ah, ah. You know? Oh like, my god, that's you know, so horrible. I know. I feel like the oh, more Jesus. I've been watching ads, the more I'm like, my god, it's very intense. They're just really trying to get into kids' brains so that they're like, we need to go to Toys R Us so I can buy this thing because I yeah, need it. Mom, it's dad, change my life. Yeah, exactly. Let's make tantrums yeah. happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, those assholes. <laughs> Dicks. Um, but yeah, so I think, and then you need to do your research on different, um, studios who would have like a, a real package. Um, I mean, what would be good is if you could some, even if you recorded it in like a, a very basic way yourself, just to listen to what them all, they all sound like next to each other, Mm. that would be handy before you actually went to a studio. Um, right. But studios can cost a lot of money so you want to be as prepared as possible that's why since is right it would be better if you did have someone objective look at what you're doing because you don't want to waste your money on mm-hmm. on reels because um, mm-hmm. they're just so costly um, but yeah um, and practice reading aloud people don't read aloud enough um, so they might say well that's not a problem but as soon as you start reading like some copy in front of you um can you hear my stomach rumbling no i'm laughing about reading aloud reading aloud um a lot of people don't so practice that's that's that skill is called sight reading and you want to be able to look at a page and you don't want to be like um so you know you want to make sure that it kind of comes out obviously you're going to make mistakes but it doesn't matter but you want to make sure that you're you can confidently speak out loud and it's not the first time you've ever <laughs> spoken out loud before because it's going to sound terrible you can do that with books i read books aloud all the yeah. time and you can tongue Fun. twist yourself so easily yeah. if it's like material like a cold read on something so mm-hmm. exactly yeah, definitely um, so I guess animation demos is similar in a way, but it's more like character based, I yeah. guess, or what? Yeah, it is. It is similar in a way, but it is more character based. I mean, if you can do accents, that's the place to do them. If you if you are very, very, very confident, um, but you want to then play with your pitch, you want to then... Um, well, I mean, you can play with your pitch even with commercials as well, but just watch animation. It sounds so simple, but so many people don't do the basic thing of actually knowing what they're going for. So if you don't listen to commercials usually, and then you say, yeah, I want to do voiceover and I want to work on ads. Okay, good luck. Because you, you don't even know what most of them sound like. Same with watching animations. I love watching animations. Snezzy loves watching animations. It's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's fun time. So we know roughly what they kind of are looking for and expect. Um, so, yeah, but be be realistic about what you can do. Um, yeah, like, like everything, like in acting. Yeah. I always say to people who are newer, maybe don't try to cry. On one of your first, you know, things that we put together for Actors Access or whatever, if that's not, or don't try to be comedic if you feel like it's not coming naturally, like stick with what your strengths are. 
because mm-hmm. um, you don't want to show your 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 you know your weaknesses or your flaws or the things you're working on. <laughs> That's cool. for sure. Absolutely, definitely not. Yeah, definitely not. So. Um, I know we also talked about how different the UK is versus Canada. So why don't you elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah. Um, It is very different. Um, Or I find it very different from Vancouver anyway to the UK. One of the major things is, is a lot of the times in Canada, you would record voiceover standing up. Um, oh, funny. Whereas, right. uh, which is good because that's how I learned. So I, I was able to like move around, not worry about it, kind of like go around the microphone and feel pretty good about myself. Whereas in the UK, it's mainly all sat down. I feel hmm. very trapped. So I have to try and get as much energy as I possibly can, but without moving too much by making the chair move. But like it, Interesting. it's, um, that's probably one of the that's probably one of the biggest things I've noticed um, for the difference, like which is a weird thing. Now that you're saying it, like it makes more sense to be standing because then you can get into the you can you can you know, take your energy from the bottom of like your feet, your toes to like your yeah. head. And it's like when you see singers, they're all they're standing, obviously, because they want to course get all that energy and that sound reverberating through so yes that does make sense that's interesting i wonder why they do that differently i have no idea it it freaked me out in tv shows when they show people doing animation they're standing up aren't they behind a podium yeah but are they are they mainly are they mainly in the u.s or in canada though in the u.s yeah well i'm just talking about tv which isn't real of course is that true (laughs) I think it is real in that in that respect. No, they I mean, have showed it. Yeah, yeah. no, like yeah. in Pixar, they always show those clips of like the famous actors reading together, and they're both standing. Yes, of course, they're standing up. Interesting. I know. That is well, funny. even because even the way, especially especially with animation, I think to stand up gives you so much because you can stand or you can feel more like the character. Whereas, like if you're mm. sat down, you've only got like half of your body to like. I don't know. And maybe maybe that just means I'm not as good of an actor as I thought I was, but I I do I feel like I need no. I need that space. I need that space to be able to feel like I can move and not make sound and also feel like I can kind of get really behind it whereas if I'm sat at a desk I'm probably going to like knock my elbows. I'm probably going to like you know, just make a bit of a mess. Whereas if I'm standing, I feel like I have so much more energy to give. And I've even, I did say it at a few sessions. I was like, oh, can we stand? Actually, at my agency, damn good, their studio, you can stand, which is great. But most of the sessions, not about all of these sessions I've done (laughs) outside of damn good have been sat down. Um, And I'm always like, really? Really? Like you can't request to stand up. It's just set up in a way where you have to It's all to be set sad. up. Yeah, it's all set up. So then it's mm. like this, the, the window is kind of like right where you would be as you sat down. And you're just like, mm, really? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But, Darn, yeah. that is a big, that's That is a big difference. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really what else? Weird. Um... I've noticed well, a more lot opportunities, more now. obviously. Yeah, d- <laughs> more opportunities. Well, that being said, I mean, voiceover hub of the world is Vancouver. I 
truly believe um, because there's so much animation being pumped out of Vancouver. But that's true. Um, but as far as like commercials and stuff, I mean, like what actually you were saying earlier, I get booked more off of just my demo than actually doing auditions. So I don't even, I just get booked straight for the job, which is mm. really handy, like really handy yeah. because then you yeah, don't even have definitely. to, they, they already like you. So they've already booked you. Well, it's kind of like if you're a model and you have a portfolio up on your agency's website, if they can see how you've posed and like created different characters and looks like they'll just book you off of that because they can yeah. already see that you exactly. have variety um, rather than having you, you know, come in for a casting. So yeah, mm-hmm. that makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's very rare now that I do an audition. I will obviously do like self tapes and stuff for voice, but most of the time now when I get booked for stuff, it's, it's usually, if it's not from a self tape, it's, it's actually, it's actually mainly from my demo or like little parts of recordings that I've done with damn good and they've right and they've submitted me and, and then like because a client the other day said oh I really liked the um the read that you did for Etna and in my head I was like Etna what but that was something I did with damn good <laughs> and I was like trying to yeah. wreck my brain I was like right 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 okay yep cool and they were like it's just basically like nice corporate British neutral sounding I was like amazing thank Ooh. you <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Also, you can hear that I'm sitting and my chair is squeaking like crazy. So that's what that squeaking sound is that you hear in the background is my Just chair. <laughs> squeaking. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, we're reaching almost an hour here. Why don't we talk about like some cool bookings that you did that you really enjoyed? Yeah. Um, I mean... <sighs> See, my heart has always been in animation, but actually I have had some really good uh, commercial bookings, so I'm pretty chuffed with those. So I was the brand voice for Baby Dove for a while, Um, Hive in the States, Philips, Sonicare, and I think uh, a couple of other products for Philips because they liked me for a bit, actually a couple of years, which is really handy. Um, Yeah. And Google, done an explainer for Google. Um, and I know I've done lots of other things right now, but for some reason right now, I can't no, think no, of that's fine. That's that a lot. Um, um, yeah, no, that sounds great. And then the you boats. also did the cute boats. I know, yeah. I can't forget the boats. That was, that's, to be honest, like that has such a special place in my heart, the icebreaker snow. And I know that they're developing, so that was for the pilot, and I know that they're developing it for series, and I know that they're going to try and pitch it to try and get picked up, but I just loved it. Um, so that it was like session, an animated yeah. series for kids, right? Yeah, it is. It's so cute. Yeah. It's so okay. adorable. Yeah. But it's Sorry, like... Go ahead. I just no, wanted no. to give the, the context. Yeah, it's an animated yeah. series. Yeah, so I play a, a three three different... Well, two boats and one radar on a boat. Um, so, but one of the boats I wasn't intending on um, auditioning for, or no, doing the job for, um, because I didn't audition for that. I just got booked off of my animation reel. And um, uh, I got told about 
10 minutes before going into the session that they wanted that character to be Greek. So he, he, he. I've never done a Surprise. Greek accent in my life. <laughs> and they were like, don't worry, don't worry, just like look it up. Like, and I was like, yeah, okay. Um, so I kind of was in, uh, actually it was just before COVID all broke out. Actually, it was like my, that was such a lovely session just before everything went hay- haywire. Um, but uh, yeah, I was listening to like Greek accents in my head. Um Oh uh, before going in and, and they were like okay so which character do you want to start for, with first and I'm like definitely not the Greek one <laughs> I was like can we get one of the good ones help first and they were like no no don't worry it's fine it's fine turns out they wanted like a it was like a mixture of American and Greek so like sli- like some slight Greek accents but mainly American I was like okay I can I can sort pull that, that off somehow <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, oh, but that man. was that was brilliant i i can't wait i really hope i really hope that that comes through because i would really love to be on that show so the things that you need to do if you want to get into voiceover step one get some training or at least have someone that you can rely on to be objective about your voice step two uh actually watch and pay attention to the things that you want to do in voiceover. So if you want to do animations, although I wouldn't limit yourself to just animations, those opportunities are rare, um, That then you need to start watching cartoons and animation. Um, same with adverts, like commercials. Don't skip them on YouTube. Don't skip them on the TV. Listen to them on the radio. Really helpful. Then when you feel like you're kind of getting to that point and you've got someone that you can trust, pull together some scripts, start practicing, Keep practicing talking out loud. Um, You won't believe how important that is. Um, And then get your professional materials in check before you even mention or try and approach other agencies because it's pointless doing that before that point, really. Um, Unless, of course, you're already with an agent. You're like, you know what? I'm going to try doing voiceover. But even the way I said that, it's not a side hobby. It really is a career and it takes a lot of effort. So you need to put in that effort um, and time and dedication. I sound like I'm preaching, but I, I really do mean it. And that's why it's so niche is because a lot of people don't put in the effort and the time and the dedication. So, yeah, I would say that's a pretty good wrap up of what you need to do. Um, um, yeah. Wonderful. Well, we hope you enjoyed this and it was helpful. And uh, we have more to come now mm-hmm. for you. Yes. Absolutely. And if you like the podcast, feel free to um, like and subscribe. subscribe. Um, Yes, uh, join us on all of our um, social media outlets, which is Instagram uh, at. And feel free to reach out. Yeah, please do. We like to hear from people. That's nice. And if ever you want to learn anything. (laughs) Oh, no, that's fine. It's, to be honest. Start again. I'm sorry. (laughs) 